Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Zina Jarahi Zinker. She is a CEO and managing partner at C6 Advanced Material Firm, a physicist, strategist, graphene specialist, and TEDx speaker. Zina, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Christopher. It's a pleasure. So I love meeting unique people, and I've never met a graphene specialist. I've actually heard about what that is, but let's first dive into, in case, because you have a PhD, first talk to us about what inspired you to get into science and specifically graphene. That's a great question. Well, when I was a kid, um, five or six years old, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And when I got a little bit older, I wanted to be Bill Gates. And then I ended up being a graphene scientist. <laughs> so um, it, graphene is, let me talk about a little bit about what graphene is and the magic of graphene. Graphene is one atomic layer of carbon. It is the thinnest and strongest material we've ever seen. It is transparent. It's, it's uh, electrically and thermally conductive. It's got so many different things going for it. It's been named the wonder material of 21st century. And it's got so much potential in many different industrial segments where there's been billions and billions of dollars the past uh, 10, 15 years spent on development and understanding the material. So when I took a look at it, uh, when I was doing my PhD and I saw how amazing it is, I said, you know what, I can't do anything but this. So I got a PhD in graphene. And I, um, when I was doing my postdoctoral um, studies, I actually started a company in graphene as well. I haven't done anything but graphene in my career. So, so first of all, is it something that we as uh, human beings created or is it something that is in the natural element and we found it? It's a great question. Actually, graphene is, uh, exists. Hey, you, do, have you ever used a pencil? Please say no. yes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I used to love my if, pencils and a certain kind. I used to love my eraser too, so yes. I love pencils. So pencil is, uh, letting your pencil is, uh, is made of graphite. Graphite oh, okay. is made of millions and millions of layers of carbon stacked on top of each other. The reason why you can write with a pencil is because every time you do these layers get off and that's what you see on the paper. They get deposited on the paper. Now, if you were able to only isolate one of those layers, that would be called graphene. The magic wow. was we were able to isolate one of those layers. So it exists, but it also, always usually exists within the, uh, the compound of, of many, many, many layers. And when you get one layer, it's got this magical properties. <laughs> So that's phenomenal. I mean, almost like when you look at the hydrogen bomb or nuclear bomb, it's like those little tiny, tiny things, right? So why did scientists even choose to focus on this graphene? Like we've known about it, but I'm curious, why, why did they choose to even try to find that? Because there's so many other chemicals in the world. And I'm just curious, what's, what's the backstory on that? That is so, such a good question because they were not necessarily, uh, we actually have known about graphene for, for many, many decades, but in the theoretical sense, they, they thought, you know what, the theory of this, yes, if it existed, it would have these properties, this is fantastic. But then when they, uh, they, they thought, you know what, this material could not be stable. This is something so thin. Uh, it cannot be stable in the ambient temperatures and, and pressures. So what they did was that they didn't look for it for decades. And then in 2004, uh, two, a physicist from Manchester University of Manchester, they were doing their science experiments on Friday nights and they were exfoliating graphite with scotch tape. They got graphene off of scotch tape from, from graphite and they got a Nobel Prize for it. So that is, they were, they were looking for it, but not necessarily looking for it. Uh, it was a science experiment for them, for them but um, it's resulted in this amazing discovery and amazing field that we are in right now. 
so, so tell us one last thing about amazing and why it's amazing. And then we'll go into the more nonprofit work. So I'm curious, again, you clearly are passionate about graphene, but why should all of us be? So let's say this is the beginning of the internet, or the beginning of computers. So you, the way that you say it, it's like, it's so inspiring. So tell us actual practical applications that we potentially are either using now or will use in the future that really inspires you. That's a good question. So, um, Think of graphene is a metallic um, uh, element that is made of carbon and is transparent. Just think of that. You have a metal that's transparent and made of carbon. Think of the biosensors. Think of the elements in terms of flexible electronics, in terms of uh, brain interfaces. Something that is flexible can actually read uh, um, uh, in the, the brain activity. And we're seeing a lot of work done in that area. And we're also seeing a lot of work done in biosensors sensors where there was a uh, work from UT Austin, uh, Professor Deji Akunwande, uh, he has created this graphene uh, uh a transparent tattoo that you can put on in, wow. on your skin you can't see it and it can measure your heart rate your temperature and that is the future of sensors right look think of graphene as a new tool in our toolkit now we can create so many different things that we we were thinking about before but we were not we didn't have the means of creating now this gives us the opportunity to be able to do that and graphene has so many applications this is just one of them i mean richard branson at some point said graphene is the future of aviation industry for a lightweight composite yeah, air yeah planes we've got water filters we've got biosensors we've got even graphene used as as um as a means of of actually healing the spinal cord of a mouse with severed spine wow. and they put these graphene nanoplatelets in this solution and the mouse walks after two weeks i mean that is wow. amazing what it can uh, enable us to do so very fascinating material wow so if you at one point wanted to be bill gates but you'll be your own xena zinker who are some other people that we can follow in the graphene world that we can say, hey, look at this person or that person? Any experts that you really admire that you learn from? Um, a lot. It is such a difficult question because I know so many of them. I ran the Association for Graphene in the U.S. We are, I've been in position of knowing every single person. So I wouldn't want to name one or the other. Well, um, I guess spokesperson, I just say, right? So Bill Gates is a spokesperson for computers or, or Warren Buffett is a spokesperson for investing or or sarah blakely she did spanks you know so who is someone that kind of evangelizes it maybe that's you i don't know because i don't know this world but it's just it's just inspiring to know that what you're doing is great but also who can we follow in in the future so i don't want you to be biased but i want listeners to know of course they should follow you but if they want more information who else like you know space travel well focus on jeff bezos elon musk and richard branson because they're all focused on space travel right so for the graphene world, any other, any people? It's, it, I'm trying to think about it and I try not to be biased because at the yeah. moment I name one country and one representative that I'm going well, to name, be. <laughs> name a few then, name, name two or three. So that. Uh, yeah, so we have, um, we have great work from Penn State done, uh, Josh Robinson, uh, we've got great work from Rice University done, um, uh, James Tor, we've got great work done. And uh, for example, we have Singapore, we have the Nobel Laureate, uh, um, uh, Novoslav, who is in, in Singapore. Then we've got great uh, Chinese scientists that are working on graphene. Um, we don't have, unfortunately, we don't have an evangelist. I try to be the voice of the industry, you, but you we don't be. have that kind of that evangelist. Um, but we've got a great number of uh, wonderful people who are working. We have a graphene flagship in Europe, uh, who is a billion euro program uh, that they are specifically positioned to look at how graphene uh, progresses and, and uh, benefits humanity. So we've got a great number of people. I'm 
board. No, that's great. So talk to us about the work you're doing now. You mentioned that you're, you're involved with some of the, the COVID stuff now. What, what are some things you're involved with now? Yeah, so I started my own company when I was I was running the Association for Graphene in the North America until our early this year, and then I resigned and I started my own company, which would be a global platform, and then COVID hits, right? So everything changes, the shape of the world changes, and we started seeing that there was this lack of coordination and vision, and everybody was just reacting, and we saw people repeating each other's work, and we saw people not having access to the information, and um, it's just this, it was chaotic. And then I thought, you know what, something needs to be done on the nonprofit aspect of this and an altruistic and philanthropic mission to bring our community together. And I went to the different centers in the world and I said, what are you guys doing? Are you doing something that doesn't look at just putting graphene or other advanced materials in masks, but can you look at the implications of this, the change in behavior of human beings? What is about to come in the next few years as a result of this? Uh, who is looking at that? And they said, well, we're not looking at that. We're just doing our own science and our research. And I said, well, we all need to come together. This is the one opportunity we got. All of us crossing boundaries, borders, national agendas, benefits of one company versus the other. How about we create this international group, this global group. We all come together, we share knowledge and we share resources with integrity. And we see how can our advanced materials help the needs of the humanity and humankind, not just for this pandemic, but for the years that we have to deal with the innovation coming as a result of this. And it's been such a great experience. It's my first nonprofit initiative. So um, it's been really great to see how many different countries has come on board in such a short period of time and what kind of people we've been able to kind of gather everybody doing this, just volunteering their time and their resources. Uh, so wow. we have we created this advanced material pandemic task force uh, and, that I founded and uh, we are pushing ahead very strongly and whoever is and we're one of the areas where we're focusing on is how can we understand what are the needs and pain points of people outside of science if you've got a restaurant you're dealing with problems with as a result of covid social distancing if you are i don't know in the navy and you're having trouble with your electronics being cleaning them etc we want to understand all of those pain points and be able to use our materials to respond to that need so if anybody has any of those pain points come to us we're here to actually be able to help. That's amazing, Zina. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and your direction in the graphene world. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and get involved with your cause? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. We have, um, I, I don't have my affiliation with the task force yet. We're going to actually make an announcement next week. Uh, so uh, we'll have the, the task force uh, information there as well. But if you could get in touch with me on LinkedIn, that'll be fantastic. I'll get back to people very quickly. And uh, we would, uh, would love to talk to people uh, who are absolutely, the people outside of the science. We have a lot of people in science. We want to talk outside yeah, of science. Yeah, no, that's great. Zina, again, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.